aka Padgers, welcome to episode 625 of aka Pads, a film buff podcast. We're talking 1996's Ridley Scott's White Squall. This is a movie you forgot about, but we talk a lot about Ridley Scott on this podcast. The answer is simple. He is the greatest living filmmaker that we have today. I will readdress this argument. Let's get into it. AKA Powers, my film buffers. Welcome back. We're talking White Squall, Ridley Scott, 1996. Screenplay by Todd Robertson, based on The Last Voyage of the Albatross, starring Jeff Bridges, Caroline Goodwill, John Savage, Scott Wolf, Jeremy Sisto. Boz, her, Getty. We got some great names. We got some great adults. We have rich people sending their kids on a voyage halfway across the world and back. This movie was prevalent in my cable days when I would just hang hang around Ariel, New Jersey, watching movies, drawing comic books, and dreaming of taking over all of media. Guys, we're still working on that last one. And Ridley Scott. The greatest filmmaker that we have today. That as of right now. Major snubs. At the Golden Globes. Yet again for Mr. Scott. Napoleon. Didn't inspire people. So he's getting punished for it. But Barbie did. Or Oppenheimer did. Yeah, Barbie's a masterpiece. Deserves all the accolades. But Oppenheimer. Come on. So what is this movie? Well. Movie came out. Another movie came out in 1989, directed by Peter Weir. It was called Dead Poets Society. And we had a new genre kind of pop in at this time. Dead Poets Society is just a absolute, just like play-driven masterpiece. It just exists on the page, or at least you hope it did. Dead Poets Society created this genre or popularized one where young youth, young male youths begin their exploration of the world. They're entering adulthood, but not without tragedy and not without a final lesson. And later, their uh, sensei, their master, their mentor, the one adult in their lives that reached out and connected to them, that maybe reached into their bodies and started started to transform their mind and their soul. You know, for Dead Poets' case, it's Robin Williams. For White Squall's case, it's Jeff Bridges. I think you guys see where we're going with this. But this teacher uh, later will be ostracized and, and uh, persecuted and potentially even prosecuted for endangering youths to the point of death. Dead Poets Society, we have a suicide. Uh, still a bad suicide. Uh, when his the, his father uh, in that movie, when, when he when he gets the news, it's it's so sad. And 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 White Squall, uh, we have a sailing adventure. So Jeff Bridges is the hardened life lesson 
our lives echo into the oceans. Uh, we are sailors of our lives. You know, like they, you, we, we just feel this coming from Jeff Bridges in this movie. But hard discipline, hard work equals satisfaction, equals completing the task. And there's something rich kids need to, <laughs> to know about that. They need to learn that lesson. Uh, watching this movie growing up, I dreamed of being affluent enough to uh, do things like this. Uh, watching it as, as an adult, uh, none of that went away. Uh, I I still feel like I, I still feel uh, robbed that I wasn't in a household that would enable something like this. But look, uh, we you know like we get our lots in life, and that's also a lesson of this movie because we always have like a couple outsider characters in the cast of good-looking young teenagers doing something amazing. There there's always a you know like we have the the rich kid entitled. We have like almost like the blue collar, self-aware, and in in this case, it's it's uh, Scott Wolf, and then we get we get we get a naive, uh, you know, and I think Ethan Embry uh, plays uh, that that role in, in this movie. So White Squall ends in tragedy. Uh, it doesn't really come until the end. We get a court trial or or somewhat of a hearing, like military level hearing at the end of this movie. Uh, you almost see a second movie emerge once the tragedy of the White Squall happens. And, and, and essentially what a White Squall is, uh, it's, it's like a flash wall of, 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 of the ocean, of water. Uh, almost like a flash tidal wave that completely uh, just like turns your, your vessel upside down. And it's, it's scary. But Jeff Bridges plays this role so hardened that uh, even when we're going through the tragedy, we believe that everyone is trained well enough to get them through this. And and that's really where the struggle comes in. And we go through the entire movie seeing, uh, you know, different environments, different ports, going, going from port to port. Uh, some of these youths uh, experience women for the first time. His wife <coughs> in this movie, played by uh, Caroline Goodall, she, uh, you know, she's part of the, the tragedies. Uh, her death is so effing sad. Also, where where she's in the cabin and, and Jeff Bridges is uh, outside of the ship and he's just watching the ship slowly sink with her uh, just being knocked out. And she 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 comes back. She comes through. Um, you know, really just as, as like a moment to, to say goodbye. And then we get into our filmmaker, Ridley Scott, who you can always envision the Hollywood meeting for this. It's going to be dead poet society, but it is going to have a level of action that you can't imagine when we do our storm and we, you're going to, you know, like the audience is going to lose their SHIT uh, hello, Oscars. Hello, award season. Knowing the time that this movie was was, you know, we're we're approaching the two uh, thousands, so we're we're getting into CGI, and people always make references, always, even to this day, how difficult it is to do anything with water. This this complicated Titanic, but I would think that. James Cameron saw this movie and he said this is that like 
when we finally reach our tragedy, James Cameron just had to see this movie and say, we, we can do this. We can do something. This is a template. Because what, what Ridley Scott lays out, and this is what makes him so great, uh, this is a template to deal with a sinking ship tragedy. Uh, the danger of it, the claustrophobic nature of it, the 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 shot sequence, the you know the the little bit of moment of hope that we have during all of this. Uh, he he templatized it. Uh, you just copy what Ridley did in '96. <coughs> Part to extend what made Scott what makes Scott so great is you know when we go through his filmography and and we're going to do that right now. Because we, we ha- I feel like we have to do this every single time we discuss Ridley Scott. Where is this movie overall? This movie is one movie away from Thelma and Louise. And it's one movie away from Gladiator 2000. But let's just go into... Ridley Scott of the 90s uh, and, and we're, we're going to back it off a year and just hit 1989 Michael Douglas Black Rain uh, a movie that I absolutely love I, I, I love that movie I, I just I just do I might be the only one Neo Noir great example of that type of filmmaking but he comes back with an absolute smash hit and really introduces introduces Brad Pitt to the world 1991 Thelma and Louise couple weeks ago we did uh finally we did 1992 uh christopher columbus probably the greatest christopher columbus movie of all time 1492 conquest of paradise four years later we get white squall and you kind of have to say uh, with with white squall there was uh some planning you know like there 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 was some construction uh to be made uh, when it comes to set wise but white squall uh, just as a Hollywood production. It's a very big movie. It didn't do anything budget-wise. Like, I think it costed 40 Can we touch on that real quick? Cost $38 million, Box office, $10 million. Absolute flop. But he comes back <coughs> with G.I. Jane. Uh, you know, now infamous, thanks to Chris Rock and Will Smith. Uh, you know, that was $50 million for $50 million. Not quite there, but then we get Gladiator. We get a movie that DreamWorks goes all in. They give him $100 million. He gives them half a billion dollars in return and a bunch of Oscars. <coughs> and he follows up in 2001 with Hannibal, a fantastic, uh, if you want to make it a trilogy at that point, between uh, Manhunter, Silence of the Lambs, and Hannibal. I absolutely adore Hannibal. Uh, movies so you know people hated that um, there was recasting in that movie but I don't care Hannibal kicks ass but then we get uh, also what might be the greatest war movie ever filmed just the visceral part of it Black Hawk Down we get one of the great con artist movies of all time with Matchstick Men then we get maybe the greatest historical Peace, like just feel you are there in history, accurate as hell. Kingdom of Heaven, and then we stumble with a good year. His Russell Crowe re embracement, 
But then look, look, he he com- he comes. But the next year, he gives us American Gangster again with a uh, Mister Crow. Gives us Body of Lies, a movie that I I dig. Body of Lies. I just I do like Leo and Russell in that. Gives us Robin Hood, then boom, Home Run, Prometheus. Uh, I was just watching that a couple of days ago. Counselor, Maligned, uh, Forgotten, Misunderstood, Exodus, Gods and Kings, Maligned. Uh, I really have to sit down and watch all of that movie. But then we get, uh, look, big hit, The Martian, nominal hit, Alien Covenant. I dig Alien Covenant. Uh, all the Money in the World, The Last Duel, House of Gucci, Napoleon, and then next year we'll have Gladiator 2. That's just from 1991, everyone. And we go into the Duelist, Alien, Blade Runner, Legend, Someone to Watch Over Me, another Neo-Noir classic. Uh, Back-to-back Neo-Noir, too, with Someone to Watch Over Me in Black Rain. So, when we look at Scott's career, we get this kaleidoscope, this mosaic. Big movies, small movies, intimate movies, true life, fantasy science fiction historical biographical educational uh no other filmmaker just is consistent and when you look into his movies you do see a point you see a intent uh he delivers a message and he brings us through a journey to to hit it home White Squall's message is just, look, there, there's a tragedy in youth. There's a metaphor there. There, there. There's a loss of innocence. And, you know, again, Dead Poet Society. You get that feeling in this movie. You feel for Jeff Bridges. You feel for the losses. Uh, but you are hopeful. And that's always, again, why we make movies like this. It's hard not to compare this movie to Dead Poets Society and say that this is a Titanic version of Dead Poets Society. If that was the quick elevator pitch, great, sign me up. What do you need? <laughs> Let's go make this movie type conversation. I do adore this movie. I do love it. Uh, I It is a slow burn. It's fantastic. The performances, the, the angst of the young men, the lessons learned, the a-hole fathers uh, portrayed in this movie you know guys you just want to strangle again somewhat stereotypes formulaic in movies like this but we need formulas just so we can track what happens in the movie subconsciously uh i'm not against formulas uh you know maybe sometimes when they're too obvious but i don't know a formula uh, something formulaic in the movie does not bother me so everyone if you can, check out White Squall. It's always available on some streaming network. Uh, I'm happy to bring it to you to you because uh, I do want to go through all of Ridley Scott's movies. I, I knew this was going to be a couple years coming. Uh, going into episode 500, we did like The Great Director. So you, you, you can go back and and just listen to what my initial thoughts for Ridley Scott's were. And, and, and you can all, always, always, always go to akapad.com and there... You can see all of Ridley Scott. You can just search Ridley Scott in the search bar. It's available under the Hubs tab where I highlight uh, creative in- individuals that are, you know, somewhat obsessions of mine. You know, rightfully so. People, check out 
just check this movie out. Do me a favor. AKA Pad the film buff. Next movie. Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning Part 1. And then we're going to okay, hit Cinemas. Right. Love you guys.